0: Welcome to the Employee Ownership Podcast with Bob Whalen, where Bob discusses anything and everything related to employee ownership. Bring it in, Bob. Well, great to be here with you, gentlemen. Um, we Today we have a special guest with us. We have Ryan Nash, who's our division president down at Nash Plumbing and Mechanical in Florida. Uh, welcome, Ryan. Hello, all. Um, and... Uh, Bob, this is one of Bob's favorite topics to talk about is employee ownership and uh, today uh, Bob wanted to talk about employee ownership and grit Uh, and Bob in the past two in a couple of podcasts you've talked about trust and team and their relationship to employee ownership and uh, today's uh, topic is grit which is HB Global's third core value so if someone is to ask you uh, what is grit, how would you explain that?
1: Well, I think it's the combination of passion and perseverance. You know, we also, you know, I think a, a big behavior in our organization is just to never quit. And, and so I think that, you know, amplifies, you know, what grit is, going the extra mile, have a positive attitude, you know, focus on the goal and not the obstacles. You know, we look ahead and anticipate. We have a sense of urgency and we don't make excuses. We own it. And, and so I think it's kind of all those behaviors, you know, in, encapsulates what grit is.
0: Yeah, those are really uh, good definitions. Ryan, uh, it's often said that of the four core values at HB Global, grit is the one that resonates. The most with h b global companies and the field staff, and do you think that's true and if if so, why do you think that's true
2: yeah i I, I think it, it certainly resonates with me, and I know it does um, you know you say the field staff but it certainly does with the field staff too um, we had a we had a job that came across um, the bid table and uh, it was a nasty renovation, and we knew what it was like inside of there because we'd been inside of that facility before and we knew it was going to we knew what it was going to take and there was some there was some heavy you know shift work and stuff involved and we originally turned it down and uh the contractor came back and said that uh you know we, we don't have anybody to bid the job no one wants to bid it you know we really need you to reconsider and i'm like okay so uh talk to the guys about it they found some really creative ways to do shift work and you know really you know find ways to save money and be more efficient on the project and we got that one on our, um, on our whip right now. And it's, it's, it's certainly our highest gross profit, um, job that we have out there. So, um, the guys just, um, they, they love a challenge and, and you know, you challenge them with something and they, they want to prove that they can, they can get it done. So, um, I would say that's, that's a good one. That's just happened here as of the last uh, week or so. So
0: terrific. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I know you have some really gritty guys down there and gals, um, Bob, you've talked a little bit in the past about Angela Duckworth's work and her research on grit. And so can you summarize some of the commonalities of the people who you would say are the grittiest?
1: Yeah, I think first and and foremost, you know, they have a mental toughness about them. Talent certainly isn't enough. Uh, Mental toughness helps you persevere in the face of obstacles. And, you know, as Ryan just mentioned, you know, that's just a, a great example of what our uh, folks, you know, face out there uh, every day. You know, I think secondly, they enjoy what they do. You know, there's got to be a, a piece of you that that really enjoys uh, the challenges we face. You know, Steve Jobs once said, your work is going to fill a, a large part of your life up. The only way to truly be satisfied is to do uh, something uh that you believe in. And, you know, I think it's, you know, from my perspective, we do work more than anything else we do in our life. And I think it's, it's really important that you find a way to truly embrace that enjoy it. They enjoy. practice and they grow as a business, you know, we're, we're practicing as we're playing the game, you know, there's, there's things that we're doing, you know, all the time to just get a little bit better uh, at our trade, you know, I think you also have to have a purpose. You gotta be connected to your purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's the best thing about what I do, is because over time, it's evolved into into those two things being perfectly connected. You know, what I spend every day thinking about and, and doing is creating value for our employee owners, both in the short term and the long term. Mm-hmm. In the long term. You know is about esop value the short term is about some financial stuff but it's also about creating a great place to work you know and is that purpose for me uh has really allowed me uh to to really uh, be connected to something outside of myself and Mm -hmm. and i think you know that gives you you know just a little more fortitude in what you're trying to accomplish and i think lastly they have hope you know, we have we have hope for a better future, you know, and, and I see a future, you know, where the employees of our company have the financial resources they need uh, as they go through their working life, but also in retirement. I think those five things are kind of what connects, you know, what Angela would say is grit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that hope. I think she said hope doesn't define the last stage of grit. It defines every stage, uh, you know, without hope it... Uh, people feel lost. So it's, it's kind of that rising to the occasion kind of perseverance. So I, I loved that uh, some of the work you've shared with the managers over the year. Brian, uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, how grit actually plays out at your division? I know you gave us an example before, but what does it look like in the day-to-day or you know what you've seen from your folks?
2: yeah i'll say you know a lot of times i'll find myself talking about the field and operations but um you know in the office you know we're, we're, we're fresh we're fresh off of our our second COVID outbreak that we had and uh forced a lot of people you know to to miss some time and, and work from home and both of those times now we've been through it twice with with you know massive uh um COVID infections and you know the office like that was a time when office conflict was at an all-time low and you know everybody stepped up we didn't miss a beat everybody filled in for one another and I thought that that just really you know spoke volumes to the team and how they kept how they came together and and not just once but twice um, so I thought that was really special and then you know as we continue to grow um, you know we're 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 trying out a lot of new things because we haven't done a lot of this stuff before with service and special projects so I will say another thing of grit and I'll say about my team is that whenever there's something that's, you know, a constraint or a hurdle, they're always wanting to get into a room and talk it out and find, you know, what the best path forward, instead of just hiring somebody else, you know, they want to look at the process as a whole and, and really make the best decision for the team. So, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of that right now and it's, it's, it's fun to to watch everybody jump in and, and just want to be a part of it. So it's a, uh, where it's, it's, uh, this growth over here is, is pretty fun right now. Yeah, yeah. Re- Rebecca,
1: I'd just like to add to, to Ryan's story that we've seen the same thing across the whole system play out, particularly here, you know, as recently as January with our field staff. At any one time in some some of our divisions, we've had 20% of our field staff that was out sick mm-hmm. uh, with COVID. And, you know, that requires a flexibility from everybody else. Just do what needs to be done. Customers certainly didn't necessarily give us a break just because we had a bunch of people out for for COVID. They expected us to man those jobs and, and to get the work done and stay on schedule. And our people just did an amazing job.
0: Yeah, they're a uh... There are a lot of great stories out there, Ryan. Do you have any other thoughts about grit?
2: Uh, no, I think uh, between Bob and I, uh, I don't. I don't really have anything to add there.
0: Okay. Um, well, we're, we're coming to the end of our our podcast here. And Bob, each month we give you a frequently asked question from the field, and this m- month's question is. What happens to the ESOP shares if an employee owner gets laid off, terminated, or quits?
1: Yep. The employee owner's ESOP account remains open. Uh, There will be no more contributions to the account if they're not working. Uh, They own what's vested, so whatever's vested uh, will be theirs. Uh, The balance of the account is subject to increase or decrease depending on the performance of the company and its annual valuation. Payout begins after a five year waiting period
0: yeah, that's a uh, we get that question quite a bit. Thanks for answering that and then ending with uh the podcast with a fun fact about employee ownership, what do you have for us this yeah, month Bob
1: I know everybody loves the fun fact, and so, according to the ESOP association, uh there are ten point six million employee owners outnumbering the total workforce of the u of the u s auto industry.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Well, Ryan, thank you for joining us. Bob, thank you again. And gentlemen, have a great day. Thank,
2: thank you. you. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Employee Ownership Podcast with Bob Whalen, and HB Global production. Thank you for joining us. See you next month.